Welcome to the Mark Narrations podcast, where we cover a whole wide range of Reddit-based stories. If you're new here, please consider subscribing to this podcast. And with that being said, let's get straight into today's episode. Much love, guys. What is up, guys? I do hope you're well. My name is Mark, and today we're covering some more r slash am I the butthole. If you want to skip the initial waffle, timestamps are in the description below and along the timeline. But if you are new here, please consider hitting that like, that subscribe, and maybe that notification bell too. And don't forget you can follow us on podcast now so you can take us wherever you go. You can also join the channel either through YouTube membership or head on over to Patreon. And a huge thank you to each and every single one of you for being here every day, watching my videos, commenting, liking, all that good stuff. It really does mean the world to me. Thank you so, so much. And with that being said, let's get in to today's stories. Much love, guys. And this story is from Some Random Throwaways. Am I the arsehole for not being part of my kid's life? From 18 to 25, I was an absolute wild child. Lots of beer and lots of hookups where we didn't even know each other's names. I was dealing with lots of damage to the point where I don't even remember most of those years. Now at almost 40, I'm much better now with therapy and AA and my saint of a wife. But that's the important background. I was clear with my wife that it's quite possible I have some kids out there somewhere. There are a lot of women I have slept with I have no way of contacting to be sure. My wife budgeted in some savings for if we ever have to pay for child support for a couple of kids but just asked I get a paternity test before we welcome them in. We have no kids of our own, don't really want any. Last year, a 16 year old boy contacted me saying that I was his father. We call him Kay. Kay claimed to be the son of one of my old classmates and that his mum had raised him by herself because she didn't want to cause any trouble. But she had told him about me all the time and he had spent a lot of his life Googling me. He finally worked up the courage to contact me and asked if we could meet. Since I can neither confirm nor deny sleeping with his mother, I agreed to meet between our two towns, me driving about 5 hours and him driving about 45 minutes. Though I did tell him about my wife's request. He was fine with it. We met after the kit got here. He did the spit thing, gave it back and we sat and talked, had lunch and drove back home. We were not a match. I had my profile done a while ago, just so it was out there in case any kids found me that way. But Kay and I not related. I contacted him, gave him all his data and let him down gently. He was devastated, crying, claiming it wasn't real, that he had spent his entire life idolising me, that I had to be his dad. He begged to have a relationship, but I'm not entirely interested in building one with a random child. I apologised again, but left it at that. His mum reached out, begging me as well, saying that she was so sure I was the father, that's destroying him not knowing who his dad is. I said it was a real shame, but that father isn't me. I'm not dad material, especially not for someone else's kid. This just came up in convo recently and sparked an argument. Some say it's fine, others say it was cruel to abandon a kid who spent his entire life believing he was mine. Am I the arsehole here? You know, this is an incredibly sad story to think that someone's spent their entire life idolizing you and then to find out their dream has just crashed around them. It's, it's heartbreaking that is, but I can't see how you can be the arsehole in the situation, you know. You're not the kid's actual father, so you can't be the arsehole in the situation. And if anyone is the arsehole in this story, it's got to be the mother for actually saying that you are this kid's father. It's, oh man, it's heartbreaking that is. But let's go down to the comments below to see what they say. Slitherclaw3 says, no one's an arsehole here. You're right in not wanting to be a part of the kid's life who isn't your own, but boy, do I feel terrible for that poor kid. Rapoleon Bonaparte says, 
info did you do a proper paternity test you say paternity test but then from your phrasing it sounds more like you're relying on an ancestry one i'm guessing from the profile remark if so those are not accurate or certified in any meaningful way and they vary massively in quality for anything that's important get a real test done pulsatil says no one's an arsehole here poor kid but i don't think him having a relationship with you where you both pretend you're his father is really what he needs inappropriate female says not the arsehole i feel for the kid but he did not spend his life idolizing you he spent his life idolizing the idea of you you're a stranger to him just as much he is to you the mother is the arsehole she is the one who lied to him now i turn this story to you guys what do you think of this story let me know in the comments below and don't forget to vote on the poll in the description for story one and our next story is from unlucky sound 6040 am i the arsehole for creating a meat eaters only club at work Throw away because I don't want this on my main account. I 32 male and work in long hours in a rather stuffy office environment. However, despite the long hours, or maybe because of them, the management has encouraged lifestyle clubs at the workplace. For example, there is a book club, a movie lovers club, etc. They are free to join and partially subsidized by the company, which makes joining a no brainer. The process of creating one is rather simple. You need to have at least five members willing to join, a statement of purpose as well as approval from HR and upper management in order to be compliant with our workplace regulations. At my workplace I have a colleague, I'll call Jane, 29 female, has been at the office for a little over a year. She's a dedicated vegan and has been since I've known her. However, this has never been an issue or even that relevant. After a merger about six months ago, our team has received a number of new team members. A few of them were vegan as well, and have all taken a liking to Jane. After a conversation between them and Jane discussing the book club, they've decided to start a vegan dinner club. Nobody had an issue with this. Despite this, issues surfaced after their statement of purpose became known after it was filed to HR. In the statement which passed with HR, one of the rules stated that only vegans, vegetarians, and pescatarians will be welcome, and that all dinner options will be vegan. This rubbed some of us up the wrong way, since it was clearly exclusionary and divisive. Why would meat eaters be excluded if only vegan options would be on the menu? After speaking to Jane, she seemed somewhat distant and I mentioned I didn't understand that this was also a lifestyle club. The workplace soon became divided, but we opted not to file a complaint to HR. However, since the idea of a dinner club appealed to us, we started a burger and steak club where we wanted to try a different burger or steak place every week. In our statement of purpose, we stated that only meat eaters could apply, due to this both being a culinary and lifestyle club. Soon after, some of the potential members got called to HR to tell us that the members of the vegan diner club filed a complaint with them, stating that our club was exclusionary, offensive to their lifestyle, and that eating meat, as opposed to not eating meat, was not a lifestyle. Despite this, the club passed with HR. In the weeks following this, we visited a different burger slash steak place every Friday after work and just relaxed after working 50 plus hours a week. However, despite my prior friendship with Jane, she now refuses to talk to me and is only spending time with her club members, despite everyone's attempts to create a friendly workplace. So Reddit, am I the arsehole for creating a meat eaters only club at work? <laughs> All I've got in my head now at the moment is like some sort of 80s warriors scene going in, going on in the background. Like on one side, you've got all the vegans and on one side, all the meat eaters ready to just duke it out. <laughs> but in my opinion, everyone just sucks in this story, you know. Everyone's being divisive and you're just splitting the workplace in half. 
which isn't great for anyone in the end. You're all going to lose out. You're all going to lose friends and you're all going to lose your clubs in the end because HR is going to recognize that it's causing this division and they're going to just take it all away from you in the end. <laughs> but let's go to the comments below to see what we can find. Reality Check says, not the arsehole. If the vegan dinner club really explicitly excluded people who ate meat, you aren't the arsehole. If that part of the story that has grown to help you drive home a point, I'll change my answer to something less decisively in your favor. Geek is my chic says, this seems very petty for 30 year olds. Everyone sucks here. Kelly Chocolate says, are you, are you living in an episode of The Office? I didn't realize that grown adults were this petty and ridiculous in real life workplaces. <laughs> Everyone sucks here. Hands dripping with cum. <laughs> what a fucking name says, surprised I'm in the minority, but you're the arsehole and I eat chicken sandwich nearly every day. This is very much akin to the straight pride parade someone actually put together a year ago and fought the city to approve just to make a point. First of all, why does their club even bother you? Would you have joined if you were allowed to? I can't really think of a reason why anyone that wouldn't qualify would want to join, unless for some reason you really like vegan dishes. But I mean, even if that were the case, would you not feel a little uncomfortable and out of place if they were mostly talking about being vegan? And your club seems like it was made to make a point to them. If it wasn't and you actually cared about burger and steak, then you would know very well that you wouldn't need to go out of your way to state that only meat eaters could apply. That is the dead giveaway since it's not even necessary. You really didn't think through the fact that a vegan or vegetarian is going to reach a point of considering joining a club involving burger and steak. Oh wait, meat eaters only. I guess I'm out. <laughs> oh, I kind of love the pettiness of these stories. What do you guys think? Let me know in the comments below and don't forget to vote on that poll in the description. And our next story is from AXV368. Am I the art of telling our youngest child we can't pay for private college anymore after some really big life changes? My wife and I have three sons. They are 25, 23 and 18. My wife and I have always had good jobs and we agreed we'd be funding most, if not all of our children's college. So we have money saved for this purpose in our savings account. The older two went to the same private college I went to. It costs a lot of money, but my inheritance and our savings help greatly. Our eldest is now pursuing a PhD program that is funded by the school. A year and a half ago, our middle child was diagnosed with a very serious illness. Even with insurance, we're currently 160K in debt. Then the virus happened and my wife lost her job. My income has been severely reduced. As much as it pained us, we had to use up our savings just to keep us afloat. The bills are still piling up and every single penny coming in the household is going right back out. This included the money we intended to put our youngest through college. My wife did a lot of legwork and was able to get our youngest child a nearly full tuition scholarship to our state school. He'd be able to attend from home. But our youngest wants to go to the same private college even though we've tried telling him the reality of our finances for half a year now. As a last resort, we looked into loans but we rejected due to our current debt. We can't even sell our home and downsize because the house market has tanked where we live. And more importantly, our son is severely immunocompromised, so moving around isn't the best idea. Our youngest became extremely hurtful to us. And we found out that he's been blaming his brother to his face that he can't go to his dream college because of him. My wife and I ended up putting our foot down and said we're very sorry, but sometimes a family member needs more help at specific times in their lives. We told our youngest that in a few years, if we recovered financially, we'd pay his grad school in any school he wants, but we couldn't promise him outright because none of us know what the future holds. Our youngest has confirmed his acceptance at a state school, which is an excellent school, but he has now completely cut himself off from the rest of us at home. 
He hasn't talked to us in a month now. My wife and I are heartbroken. We can't even afford any sort of family counselling. Our middle son is extremely upset as well, but this guilt he should not be shouldering. I've been feeling like a failure as a parent. Am I the arsehole? I think this one's just an incredibly tough situation all around really, you know. He's grown up thinking he's going to get the same as his brothers and then he's not just because everything that's happened and it sounds like your family has been through an incredibly tough time and I can't imagine going through what you're going through right now. So I can't say anyone's an asshole in this situation apart from it's just incredibly sad for all of you. So let's go to the comments below to see what they're saying down there. Lady Wildcat says, no one's an asshole here but understand this, you will never ever say the words, why can't you be like your brothers, ever. If he can't get a job after graduation or the job isn't as good, you keep your mouth shut and maybe help him out if you can. If he doesn't get into the best grad schools, you congratulate him anyway. You never act like he worked less for his degree because his school was easier. If he can't afford to buy a home, you don't hold his brothers up as examples of success. You never call him the least successful child, never the black sheep because his older brother started off their resumes with prestige to back them up. He won't have that, and it is in no way his doing. Am I the arsehole Boomer says? Boomer says the American healthcare system is the arsehole here. And someone from the UK, I gotta say yes, very much the US healthcare system is the arsehole. Not the people that work in it, but just the people that run it. <laughs> Irish Temper 98 says, no one's an arsehole here. I understand you're in a very different place financially than you were with the first two, but I also understand the hurt and disappointment of your youngest. While his older brother got to attend his dream college, he's stuck at a state with a partial scholarship and student debt. That seems terribly unfair. I think he'll likely resume contact, but I can understand taking time to come to terms with his pain, anger and resentment that he isn't able to attend the college he's been told his whole life that he would attend because you chose to take on middle son's medical debt. I understand why he's feeling he got screwed and depending on his relationships with you two and his older siblings prior to this blow, he may be feeling other things as well. Good luck to you all. Now what do you guys think of this story? Let me know in the comments below and don't forget to vote on that poll in the description. And our next story is from I'm just a small potato. Am I the arse of not shaving my legs? Let me start out by saying this isn't something I do regularly. I'm not a radical feminist that believes that letting your body hair grow is the only way to be truly female and ridicules those who don't. I am a feminist and I do, however, believe that people should do whatever they feel is best for them and that it isn't my place to judge them for their choice in shaving slash not shaving their body hair. For me, I like to shave, but I completely support those who do not and I believe the decision should be up to the individual. However, my 16 female electric razor broke sometime around the beginning of quarantine. I don't use standard disposable razors because I don't really like them. We've been pretty strict about our quarantine measures, so shaving my legs really hasn't been at the top of my list. Sure, I'm gonna buy a new electric razor when I get the chance and we'll shave my legs then, but I'm not in any rush considering my classes are online and we aren't going to the grocery store right now to protect certain family members. So in short, my legs are visibly hairy. Considering I haven't shaved since late March, early April, it's very noticeable. I got a bruise on my calf the other day and I was showing my mum. I wear long pants often and I probably haven't worn shorts more than a few times this summer, as we're staying indoors as much as we can. I rolled up my pant leg and she immediately made a comment on my leg hair. She called my sister over, who was sitting a few feet away, and they both proceeded to make fun of me for it. Even after I tried to politely change the subject and tell them to stop, my dad was walking by as well, using the word disgusting more than once. Now, they keep bringing it up, and I'm getting really tired of it. I wasn't insecure before, but it's really starting to get to me. I don't see why it's that big of a deal. 
It seemed really harsh to call me disgusting, to imply that no one would date me, to laugh at me, to make disgusted faces, etc. For something like this. Now I refuse to talk to them about it and I feel myself holding a grudge for the things they said. They don't see a problem and continue to make fun of me for it. Am I the arsehole for being upset about this? Now this is just one of those stories that comes down to choice, you know. Does it fucking matter that she hasn't shaven her legs due to COVID? She says she usually shaves her legs anyway. And it doesn't matter. It's just all down to choice in the end. It's so ridiculous. And what's the most ridiculous thing is that the dad walks past and says disgusting. Probably with his bare legs. <laughs> with his hairy bare legs going on, you know. <laughs> oh, these things are so stupid. I mean, personally, I'm all for a, a smoother leg. But... I'm, I'm all up for people making their own choices as well. And I wouldn't judge you for it. If you want a hairy leg, you fucking go for it. You know what I mean? <laughs> so we're going to take a look in the comments below to see what we can find. This G says, not the arsehole. It's not disgusting. It's literally just hair. Your family are the arseholes in this situation. Olivia M. Rowe says, not the arsehole. Your family members are awful. Shaving leg and underarm hair is largely a 20th century invention created by marketing. It's perfectly fine to shave, but women went millennia not shaving, and it's not disgusting in the least. Baby Belldog says, not the arsehole. People who make fun of women's choice to not shave are the worst. It's none of their damn business, no matter if they think it's aesthetically unpleasant. Also, how the fuck is the hair fine on your dad's legs, but on your legs it's disgusting? People are so dumb. Now I'm going to turn it to you guys. What do you guys think of this story? Let me know in the comments below and don't forget to vote on that poll in the description. Once again, guys, thank you for being here today. Your time at your day is truly, truly appreciated. As always, thank you so, so much from the bottom of my heart for sticking with me and I will see you in the next one. Take care, guys. Much love.